Hi everyone, welcome back to Lorena's Diary with me, Lorena Turrell. In this episode, we'll be talking about academic validation and grades. We understand academic validation as the urge of having the best scores in all the subjects. Just kind of, I don't know if you've seen um, the concept of that student in which, I don't know, girls in TikTok or people in TikTok in general, they are romanticizing this phenomenon of having academic validation and feeling so bad once that you start getting, for example, you get all 10s and suddenly you get a 9. Maybe you start crying because you've got a 9. You know, because you didn't get the perfect grade. There's not feeling like that. It's like, basically, that student is the... The student that always gets good grades and tends to be the most intelligent. Okay, so also they start romanticizing all over social media that, you know, academic validation is something, you know, that people would like to have. That, you know, it is the best thing that you could have. It's like kind of when it was trend to have an ID. That I don't know if you've seen it, but I was in my forgery page. It was all full of girls that would be, oh my goodness, how to have an ID and stuff like that. And, you know, it's not, don't romanticize that type of things because basically they are illnesses, mental illnesses. And, you know, academic validation is also kind of not an illness, but it's a mental issue kind of because it gets involved your mental health in the your self-worth will be affected so badly if you know if you get all 10 you get an eight an eight and then you start crying because you get an eight because you're feeling like so bad that you didn't got the 10 you know and academic validation many times can be perceived as something good by people not suffering from this struggle just because you get good grades and you're supposedly intelligent. By this type of concept, we can do that. The academic validation grows. If someone is saying good grades are everything and the only thing that matters, or if you have this need of just getting good grades all the time, you basically might feel so bad. If you get a 7 instead of a 10, even though you pass the subject. If you're this person that just gets high grades mostly of the times, for sure you'll hear things such as, you don't have to worry, for sure you're getting a 10. Don't complain, you've got a 7 in the hardest subject. I wish I had that grade of relative comments that people might, might be telling you. Many of us feel this pressure. They, create, they are created by ourselves or just by others, teachers, family. You might be hearing comments such as, you know, the ones that will be going to the best universities such as Oxford, Harvard, and so on, are the ones that or they have tons of money or are the best students or a combination of both. Even if we want to get a good job, for usually the best grades you get, the best personality you have, to get a better place to work, or that is what people tend to say to you. Specifically, if you are going to work in a career, you are going to 
and I'll say that you want to be a doctor or a lawyer. So you got to study a lot. So you're supposedly having, supposedly you will be having more opportunities if you have the best grace in all the career. That is not true. It doesn't need to be. But it is true that, you know, from my point of view, you have more possibility than someone that was not a good student. By that I mean that if you want to be an engineer and you get everything 10 during the career, um, for sure that once you're done with your degree, you'll be getting more easily a job. But depends also. It is more more easy for you if you get like best scores, the best scores and everything. But you know, rather than one that maybe was failing all the subjects, I don't know. But this is because we prefer someone who is prepared for everything because they've studied hard for being there, and we have a sense that it's going to be better rather than one that hasn't studied that much and. Maybe he has a mistake that the other one won't have. And unfortunately, by this stress and this constant comments of if you want to get a good job, you must study. And relatives, it can be created, this academic validation. And, and unfortunately, this validation can cause lots of mental issues. The one that gets us more affected is our self-worth. Self-worth is basically the evaluation of yourself as a capable and valuable human being, deserving of consideration and respect. And it's kind of the way that you be yourself. Some of the consequences that also go with it are such as hating yourself for maybe not getting straight hands, as I said before, other things that you might experience are things such as a really unhealthy relationship with the school, little or poor quality of sleep, higher average of stress, poor quality of life, anxiety, depression. I would like to highlight the art of being the best at everything. And also this perfectionism that goes with it. At the point that, let's say that you gotta do you know, a project, a group of project, right? And the teacher made the groups and you are with people that maybe they don't get straight ends or maybe, you know, they're not hard workers. You know, they're kind of those students that will be happy with, that will be happy just by getting a five. Okay. Okay, so you are going to be, oh my goodness, this people is not going to do it as I want to do it. They're going to do it badly. It's not going to be good. I'm going to get a lower grade. You know, you start like um, freaking out. You want to kind of make that these other people go at the same rhythm as you. Maybe they are leaving everything for the last minute and that stresses you. You have a feeling that you are not going to get a 10, you get a stress and 
you know, you get ultra worried. At the point that you start hating group projects in school. And that is causing you to ask the teacher each time that you have the opportunity if you can do it alone. Because you have this feeling that it's not going to turn as you want to turn it, and you don't have the feeling that it's going to be all right and, or something like that. For sure that you experience this sometimes. Now, talking a little bit more about the grading system. What if we check it from the outside? I think grades are useless outside the school. They don't define us, but they may define our future or academic future. That's fine. They matter if we want to be an astronaut, an astronaut in, you know, in the NSA. Nowadays, in many countries, the academic grading system is really old. Talking about my country, it's better now than when my parents were studying. Teachers are not allowed to smoke in classes, neither hitting the kids. That maybe they did something wrong or failed it. Nonetheless, it has improved. We need to get it better. It is not possible that I have a teacher that doesn't teach us anything and is just talking about her life. You go then to the principal office and they do nothing to solve it. How are we supposed to learn having that type of teacher? How do they want us to learn if we don't have teachers that do the job? Not all teachers, of course, because I've had really good teachers, but I also had really, really bad teachers all over my life. At the point that maybe they will be training so badly to students. I mean, it was awful. We can tell that with the development of new technologies, everything goes on and keeps improving. But what about our education? It's the same pattern. Open the book. Page 100, listen to the teacher, take note, do the exercise, one, two, three, from the page 100. Study and memorize it for the test and then spit it out on a piece of paper. It is all the same pattern that has been working since, I don't know, many years ago. Since, I don't know, I have no clue, but really old, let's gonna leave it there. Grades also are really subjective. They don't define our intelligence, but at the same, it they can. But it might be just telling how good memory we have. Teachers might have a different opinion when evaluating students. Facts as interpretation of assignments, assignments, grading criteria, teacher bias, and individual students' performance contribute to this subjectivity. It is important to know again, grades are just not one measurement for qualifying a student's abilities and don't capture everything about them.
if you're somebody that works hard for really having those stands or really good grades, you can have two results. One, you get a 10, or two, you don't get the results you were waiting to get. This can lead to you feeling not enough or even stupid for studying hard and not getting a 10. Maybe you got nervous, maybe, I don't know, you got nervous and you forgot everything. Maybe you didn't have time. Who knows? Lots of situations that can be happening in a test. If you're someone that doesn't care about grades, you won't be having this feeling while getting your results. But if you're that kind of person that you don't care about your grades, you know, if you're that person that maybe is like, oh my goodness, how sh this person can be crying, they got a, a nate. Like, it's like that's great. She shouldn't be complaining or something like that. Don't do those comments because literally you don't know why this person is crying. Maybe it's because they, their parents um, are like, a nate is a bad grade. If you get a nate in this test, you're gonna be without going with your friends for one month, for example. Because up here, parents being like that with their child. I mean, it is, it is amazing. I mean, how could you be punishing your kid for getting an eight? It's amazing. And I've seen it in primary school and secondary school, specifically in primary school. And once I've seen, one, once I saw that one, one mother was with, um, you know, one of my classmates saying, oh my goodness, how is that you got an A? This is not good. Like, this is like if you failed and like that. And she was screaming to her. I was like, oh my goodness, poor girl. I was just like, oh my goodness. Like, and then there were my parents that would not care. But of course, they would care if I got an a zero. They would be like, um, what is this? You know, but they will never put me pressure over grades. That is... Yeah, that is a fact. Having the need of getting a 10 always is so horrible sometimes. If you are constantly worried about that, you might about that you might be isolating yourself from others. You'll be going outside and meeting friends, for example. Because you're studying, you'll be feeling bad for meeting them, maybe. You think, I should be studying right now, I won't have time. And you start overthinking, like, oh my goodness, mm, what is going on? I need to go home, I need to study. And you're the whole time thinking and thinking, thinking. Eating your brain a little bit, or thinking basically. And then you stay one night awake so you can study because you're feeling guilty about that. The stress that goes with it can lead to anxiety. Don't you feel at the end of the term or during the term like doing nothing? You experience burnout when you have been waking up every single day at 5 a.m. for starting before school. For then going to school at 8 and keep studying more. You have your lunch and then you keep studying until dinner. You go to sleep and do the same thing for months and months. 
you avoid meeting your friends, you maybe start isolating yourself from even your family, causing such as anxiety. And you know, maybe you're feeling sad about not going outside, but then you're thinking, but I have to study, I cannot go outside. As I've been saying before, you feel like you don't have enough time for nothing. This might cause you anxiety, and this leads to burning out. Due to the stress and the constant pressure that you are constantly putting on yourself. And it is something that happens to me, like, a lot. A lot, a lot. It's like, when I start the first term, I'm just, like, ultra-motivated. I have lots of discipline. It's like, okay, I'm getting everything, okay. You know, and you're... In a good mood after the summer break, then you start more like in the second term, you're like, oh, I'm getting a little bit tired. Okay, whatever, I can keep going. And then in the third term is when you are completely tired. You cannot do anymore. And it's the most important. And for you, usually there's people that, you know, maybe they get the highest scores in the whole grade. You know? Maybe in the first time they failed two subjects and now they didn't. And maybe they got even some tens. You know what I mean? But it is something that happened to me this year. Since I started feeling like lots of pressure from teachers for me to get good grades. It is basically that, you know, you start being motivated. You start being like, oh, okay, I'm going to... I'm gonna work hard. Then I was waking up at 5 a.m. during the third term. I got ultra tired so quickly. And I remember that I was feeling so burned out. I will be waking up at 5 a.m., okay? Then going to school at 8 or something like that. For then at 2, going back to my house having lunch, going to study till maybe eight, then I'll do some sport, I'll have a shower, I'll have dinner, and then I'll go to sleep. I won't meet no one, neither my family, I was just I would be just in my room. Studying, studying, and more studying. That's, you know, with time, I realized that was, like, so bad for me. At the point that you could see it in my grades, it was the the worst one. My grades lowered a bit because of how tired I was. It was horrible, so awful, but, you know, things that happen, I guess, it is normal. In the life of a student, I guess. Okay, moving on, we can use effective techniques for spending less time studying and are better for us. Letting us enjoy free time more often. These are called the active study techniques. As an example, we can use concept maps or explaining everything as if you were a teacher to somebody else or just, I don't know, just... Imagining 
that you're explaining it to someone. Or even formulate and write down questions as you read. Now we move to one big focus for the growth of academic pressure. Parent. As I said before, if you were kind of a kid, your parents said to you all the time that grades were the most important things on the planet, it is likely you ended up having this need for getting good grades. As I said, with the example of this little girl that her mommy will be punishing her just by getting an eight, saying that getting an eight is like failing a test. Or maybe they have high expectations for you. Because, I don't know, let's say that mm, you was about to be that kind of kids that will be uh, getting one year in advance because of how intelligent they were. Or maybe during the whole primary you was getting, I don't know, all 10. So now you have this urge of having everything 10. Even there's people that they just wanted to feel that by their parents. And maybe the only way to do so was by getting in straight ends. Or maybe you just wanted to take your family from the best economic situation you were living in. It can be lots of scenarios. Look, I don't say you don't have to tell your kids grades don't matter. They must study and have fun. Just don't try to put all this pressure on them since they are kids. Because that can cause lots of mental issues with time. For avoiding this, maybe you can establish a schedule in which they have maybe one, two hours of studying daily and then some free time for, I don't know, spending time with family, meeting friends or whatever thing. Lastly, we're talking about new things that might emerge or could emerge as trends in the future. They are, in my opinion, introducing the new technologies in the classrooms more often. You know, maybe we can be getting involved with the new technologies more, including them by things that might be more comfortable for the students, such as more laptops or tablets in the schools that are more often to see in private schools or, you know, in places where you have to pay or maybe university. Maybe we start getting more interaction by using platforms for online learning instead of using books and who knows, maybe even schools disappear one day and the only way that you're going to be learning is at your house, online. It can happen. I don't. I prefer that not happening sometimes because it's like how you are going to be making friends, you know, weird. Getting more into learning platforms, I think will be much easier for some students to study if they own a personalized learning plan. This will help them with developing their skills at their own rhythm. And if they need more help than other students, it might be useful for them to have this type of learning that is just made for them. By this, I mean that, let's say that you are in first grade of middle school. You're somebody that is really bad at math and there's some difficulties that you go through when you're trying to solve math problems. So maybe 
having this type of personalized learning helps you to get that weak point you have stronger and it might help you to solve it while you are still in the same grade as your classmates. Maybe it will take you a little bit longer to solve them but if you keep trying you'll get through it successfully if you work hard. Don't be ashamed of you being a little bit worse than the others. You can be as good as them or even better if you work hard. Maybe you'll need a little bit more help or not. It doesn't matter. Just remember that everybody is different and can have different needs. That's why it's important to have personalized learning methodologies. Sometimes everyone just works differently. I think in general, Educational systems should be able to be more flexible with the student. It should be able to have more empathy with the students. I'm not saying that, you know, to make everything simple and easy and give away good grades. No. If you want to grades, you must work hard from them. To get in them, you must work hard. It's not fair that just by, I don't know, just being... Listening to the teacher, you'll be getting a 10. It is not fair. When there's people that literally, they're spending nights with no sleep for getting that 10. Okay, but, you know, it is true that it would be better if a student had the possibility of having something to have more a more personalized learning. I think that would be really useful and it would be better. Because, you know, maybe you're someone that, I don't know, you need more help, you need something extra. And if specifically if you're going to public school, uh, you cannot own that because they're not going to give it to you because of whatever reason. But, you know, it can be a little bit difficult to have that, but uh, I would love that that was possible, honestly. Okay, so we're done. We've talked about you know, how ac- bad academic pressure is, a little bit about the grade system, why we should be having the possibility of a personalized learning plan, the new trends that might be getting into this, into the classroom, and how our mental health gets involved in into this academic pressure validation excuse me so you know i really hope you enjoy this episode remember to share with everyone follow rate the show and for more you can follow the twitter account for this podcast loria's diary thanks for listening and we'll see each other in the next episode